Now, Green Party leader Eamon Ryan is here for our party leader interview series. He's Minister for Transport, Environment, Climate and Communications. Welcome to studio. Thank you, Carol. I want to start today with electricity credits, which the Thonishtha says will be looked at again as the last of the 200 credits on electricity bills are due in March. With energy bills due to remain high, would you be in favour of extending electricity credits into next winter? We'll have to decide that in the next few weeks. I won't decide it here today. It's one of about at least 12 measures we introduced in the last year to help our people through this wartime, high cost of living period. What we did on COVID, I think, provides an example similar where huge uh, uh, financing by the state and then we wound them down over time, not immediately. So we're we're going to need to do something similar. It won't all be done at the end of February, early March. There has to be significant uh, change. We do have to maintain what we've done in the last two years, three years, two and a half years through a crisis period is our economic stability, the ability to react to any future crisis by by uh, having a tax base, having having a, 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 a an appropriate economic approach. So, so winding down, do you, would you think then that you would favour perhaps lowering those credits gradually, say to maybe one hundred euro a go off? Less a bill? likely, because to be honest, those credits really worked. That was a very effective mechanism. So if we were to continue them, I think we'd probably continue as they have been used. The question on that will be very much timing orientated um, and depends on what's happening in the energy markets. There has been in the last six weeks a significant drop in the international gas market price. Now we don't know how long that will last for and it'll take some time as you say before that kicks into lower bills. So you have to review it in the round and look at all these different aspects. I think if we're, if we're to continue with the credit it will be in the form we introduced because it really has worked. Still 200 euros. So the question will be timing. And and in truth, you're best to really hold your fire on those to periods when the bills are the highest, going into winter period. I mean, last year there was huge pressure on us to have uh, almost a budget every month. But we did the right thing. We, we waited until October. We really went at it big then with social welfare increases as well as credits into people's bills. I think we should stick with the approach that worked. OK, what about tax cuts on petrol and diesel at the pumps? They're due to expire, as we know, at the end of February. That's just a few weeks away. Is it your expectation that the price of filling up a vehicle is going to increase or will that be renewed? Well, again, the price of the pump depends on again it's complicated because it depends what's the price of oil on the international market it too has come down people will see on the forecourts whereas six months ago it might have been two euros 15 a litre but taking the excise off would put it back up by say 10 to 12 euro they're saying for an average 60 litre car and and it also depends what the exchange rate is at the time Uh, so we do have to unwind the measures we do have to make sure we have the tax base and income to be able to provide the social welfare the pay increases the money we need to spend in health, education, housing. What would you like to see done on that one? I think as part of not doing a cliff edge change, yes, we have to unwind the measures. Uh, the exact timing, whether it's done in stage basis or phase basis, that's more likely in that case because unlike the energy credit, uh, it, it, it worked well as the €200 Euro payment. You could uh, unwind on a phase basis. But we do need to, what, what, what we do need to do and what we've successfully done in the last two years, unlike other countries, is we've maintained real confidence in our economic system and yes you need part of that you have to have a tax base to pay for everything Okay um, Dara O'Brien says that he would be keeping the eviction ban under review 
and that any decision obviously will be taken by Cabinet. Uh, given where we are this week with 11,600 now homeless, would you want to see the eviction ban extended beyond April or June when it eventually peters out? Well, I, I was listening to what he, he was on earlier and I, I'd, I'd repeat what he said. I think he's correct. You have to seek the advice of the Attorney General on that because there is legal issues. What I would say... But what would you like... Well, what do you think is needed like given where we are? I'd like to bring the homeless figures down. In terms of that, I think other, the other key thing to mention, I think the changes he mentioned, and I think the Green Party had a significant involvement in this within the Housing for All strategy. The investment in the cost rental model, that new affordable purchase model, particularly at the time when interest rates are high and it's hard for the private sector to invest in housing, now is the time for the state to step up. And I believe our real focus should be on a really large-scale investment using public lands, using the Land Development Agency, so we develop that cost rental model because mm-hmm. that, more than anything else, would bring the homeless figures down. So you're avoiding really the question on the eviction ban. And are I'm you making, saying then that you would I, not be in favour of it? There are legal issues around that and I'm not going to make a call on that here today. That has to be a subject to the advice of the Attorney General made a Cabinet. Okay, can I just also ask you about the new planning legislation that was uh, draft planning legislation introduced this week. There are some vocal voices in your own party that are concerned that it breaches the Our House Convention by setting limits on on those who can seek a judicial review of a decision. Um, Some others in your party are okay with it. Where do you stand on that issue? Well, I'm responsible for making sure we do live within the Aarhus Convention. And within the new legislation, we are going to set up a new mechanism that provides a funding so that people, if they are taking a case, which they have a right to do and should and critically have to have that right to do, we will provide to make sure that they have that access. There's also in the legislation a significant improvement in the opening up and the establishment of new environmental courts. So yes, it's critical that we protect access to justice. I think in that the role of the Joint Oireachtas Committee chaired by my colleague, Green Party TD, Stephen uh, Stephen Matthews, has a real critical role because they will review the legislation as they're uh, obliged to do under the law. They can suggest changes to the government if if there needs to to be changes. But I agree with what Dara said earlier on. We do need this legislation quickly. In mm. my mind, we should see it introduced before, through the doll before the summer, as he suggested, because on the envir- for environmental reasons, to deliver our climate targets, to provide for housing, to provide for the whole range of investments, uh, we do need to speed up our planning system to make sure it's not... Co- so you don't see it. Green Party members as delaying this legislation then? Because it doesn't sound like Nessa Horrigan TD is saying it'll result in protracted litigation. Senator Vincent Martin, there must be no diminution of rights of access to the courts and you agree with that. But it doesn't sound like this will be dealt with with a bit of pre-legislative scrutiny. Well, pre-legislative scrutiny is there to make sure that those those reassurances are given. So you're happy that it will be? I'm absolutely confident we can and particularly the Green Party in the Joint Doctors Committee and in the Dáil and in the Shannon making sure it does protect environmental rights and access to justice rights. Okay. A poll in today's Sunday Business Post finds that half of the public are dissatisfied with how the government is handling the refugee crisis. With City West under pressure, why don't we have a second reception centre? We will need more than a second. We will need, as my understanding, going back to the advice from the report commissioned by Catherine Day, up to three or four such centres so that we can manage uh, the scale of people coming in, which no one expected. You called for one on this programme eight months ago. You called for a second one. Why hasn't it happened? Because it's been it's proven very difficult 
to get agreement, to get cooperation and to get the right premises. But that still and will be delivered, has to be delivered. What Minister Roderick Gorman done has been beyond compare. Even this week where we, we did run out of accommodation, I was I got uh, informed that we've actually, even in the last few days, found that additional accommodation, which means we can go back to those who arrived in the last week to see uh, can we make sure that they get them out of that homeless situation. So this is a really challenging situation. Mm. Is there any but, resistance inside of government to um, opening up additional centres? No, but there has to be a whole of government response. We do. We will need significant involvement from a whole range of government departments providing uh, facilities which can be used in that way. The biggest constraint is probably also getting public support and making sure we don't see some of the very unfortunate scenes in my mind where yeah. we are kind of... So uh, I, I, I just, I'm just trying to understand here, what's the delay? I mean, there are people being left out on the streets now. We don't have any more time to talk about this. If we need extra reception centres, what's the delay? The, the delay is is that it's unprecedented. What we're trying to do is not small. It's not uh, uh, to find the appropriate centres and to get them kitted out and get the contracts and all the other arrangements in place is is proving difficult. But we have to rise to that challenge and we, we will do so in the next six months. Now, we need more trees in this country to soak up um, carbon emissions. Um, but grave concern has been voiced over the past week in particular by farmers, by opposition leaders, by some landowners over the deal between Quilcha and Gresham House to fund the growing of those trees. Should this deal be paused just to see if there might be a better option out there? Well, the state, if, if a contract has been entered into, which I understand it has, the state doesn't reverse out of such contracts. But the, that, I don't believe, reflects the future of Irish forestry or where we're going to go or where the, the real scale of investment is going to take place. Are you happy with the deal then? Because even Minister McConnell said it's not the government's preferred option. Are, are you well, happy to let it go forward? Well, as, as you said, in this state, when the state enters or, or state bodies enters into a contract, you don't reverse out of that. But I agree with Charlie. I think we need need to take a different approach. Yeah. I think in culture, we do need to review the mandate, change the mandate of culture. And I think particularly really promote and make sure we get the scale of more biodiverse forests, forests which aren't dependent on this clear felling monoculture model. We need a certain amount of that. We need to have timber so we can supply our building industry, so we can mm-hmm. uh, store carbon in our buildings into the future. But we also need to shift to recognise we have a biodiversity and a water pollution crisis and that one of the solutions that is going to be from forestry involving farmers and the state and private sector. I just want to move you on to uh, politics and a general election is possible now as early as autumn 2024, less than two years away anyway. Um, If Sinn Féin needed support to form a coalition, would the Green Party be willing to work with Sinn Féin in order to, to keep... Uh, continue working on your agenda, which you consider so important. I've always said that the scale and the urgency, the scale of change needed in the environmental side and the urgency for change means that we can't sit back and say, oh, we'll wait for the ideal partners or we'll wait for the ideal opportunity. Well, are you looking at Sinn Féin to see if they we, might make a partner? All we, I believe every party every political viewpoint has to be part of this change. So yes, we will work with all parties to make it happen. But Sinn Féin also have to change. They have to start taking the environmental agenda seriously and show the ambition and the scale of response and the funding and the resources that need to go to that in their policy approach. So we would enter any such negotiations as absolutely honest, respecting all parties, respecting their mandate, but also holding a line that really we do need, to, we can't, 
delay now. You can't put off the environment. You can't put it down as, oh, yeah, my kind of tick box, okay. greenwashing uh, option. It has to be real. OK, election posters were in the news for the wrong reasons this week. Just very briefly, do you think that postering should be ended? No, I think actually it's a bit, it, it, in our democracy, it gives the chance for the small person who might be heard of or known to be seen and heard. Others have maybe fortune they could play, spend on billboards. I think postering has an element. I think in its place, maybe we should designate places rather than having them everywhere. I think there are too many of them, but I think postering is part of our, of our democratic process. OK, Eamon Ryan, Green Party leader, thank you very much for joining us in studio today. And after the break, we're going to be finding out what it's like to be trying to make ends meet here as an actor.